Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, February the 10th, 2023. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, I am talking about the brutal truths of being your own boss, being an entrepreneur, running a small business, and everything that comes with living that life. A couple housekeeping things real quick before we jump in. One, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is dropping the Bodybuilding Basics program on Monday, February the 13th. If you guys are interested in bodybuilding, building muscle, working body part specific splits in the way that I basically came up in fitness post being an athlete, uh, this would be the program for you. There's a couple, you know, tweaks and and twists in it to make it a little bit new school, but it definitely is very bodybuilding focused. So if you're somebody who likes to jack steel, get in the gym, uh, lift some weights, whether it be moving around a barbell or dumbbell, this is the program for you. So we dropped that on Monday. We'll release every single week for all six weeks and it will live inside the app forever and ever. So if you guys want to check it out, jeremyscottfitness.app, you get a free seven-day trial to see if it's for you, and then access to all of my personal weekly workouts, everything that I do in there, plus every other program that's in there, and all the other transformations that we are launching in 2023, which I believe the next one is our 40 Days of Fitness, which should be coming early March, and that is a advanced program you guys can do I believe from home, and it's going to rip your face off. We've ran it one time before, so it is essentially brand new. It's never been in the app before, so it'll be awesome for you guys to, to jump in on that. So links in the show notes, jeremyscottfitness.app. If you guys are looking for a program to follow, if you're looking for access to just chat with us, uh, see all of our nutrition content, all that's in the app, and you guys get it for a couple of pennies, it's a pretty smoking deal. Also, you guys know this episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, this would be the thing that I would throw into your life. That's why I take it every day because uh, even I can't eat 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies, which is kind of the, the recommended here uh, for optimal health. I eat as much as I can, but then obviously I supplement with the rest. So if you guys want a free sample pack, I'm happy to send you one. Reach out to us wherever you can, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, email. And uh, Monica will literally send you some right to your front door. You can try it for free. And if you like it, we'll give you guys a year's supply of vitamin D3 and the K2, which is already be taking, and five free travel packs with your first order. So hit me up if you want a free sample. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. You guys can click the link in the show notes. Get hooked up with all the deals today. We're also brought to you by my friends at Beam CBD, beamtlc.com. You put in the code Jeremy Scott, we'll get you guys 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions. This is the nighttime CBD sleep aid that I take. I take the Dream product. I typically go with the cinnamon chocolate. Heather takes it every single night, and I believe she's tried all the flavors. So we also do have free samples of that in-house. So if you guys want to try some free samples, I think we have a week. They're like week packs for free, I believe. So you can hit us up. We'll literally mail it right to your front door. You can try it for a week for free. See if it helps you guys get to sleep and more importantly, stay asleep. Uh, It's not habit forming. Uh, It won't make you feel groggy. There's no THC in it, but it should help you uh, rest better and wake up feeling like a badass. So hit me up if you want a free sample. Otherwise, beamtlc.com. Put in the code Jeremy Scott and you guys can save off of anything on the website. 
And last but not least, our friends at JLab Pro. This is where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, curl oils. They're having a huge uh, turmeric sale, I believe, starting on Monday. If you guys are on the email newsletter list, you're going to see that come out. If you guys are not on our newsletter, hit me up. We're happy to add you. We send out three emails a week every week. We've done that for 13 plus years now. A lot of deals in there, a lot of incentives. Uh, all of the partner stuff we do, we try to get you guys the best deal we can. And uh, a lot of our programs we do, and I try to put as much educational, positive content uh, in the newsletters that kind of don't fit into the podcast. So if you guys want to get those, we're happy to send them out. But again, if you want to check out uh, the site, jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com, we always have uh, discounts on the protein. We always have discounts on the collagen. And like I said, they're doing a huge one on the turmeric and they make a great curl oil as well. All the other podcast sponsors we're going to put in the show notes here. Our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, we can always get you guys a discount there. Sleeves sold separately, and our friends at Dry Farms Wine. Always a mouthful with the ads here. So we're talking about the brutal truths of being a business owner here, or being your own boss, or just being an entrepreneur and kind of living this, you know, lonely life, if you will. And uh, it's not for everybody. That's a full disclaimer. I debated on doing this episode today just for the fact of if I'm keeping it real here, which with you guys I tend to always do, I don't want to fucking do it, man. Uh, You know, some days you just wake up and you just feel, you know, I don't want to say not motivated, but for lack of a better term, and sorry if this offends anybody, you just feel like a little bitch, you know, like you just, you feel like you don't want to do the things you have to do, and I'm human too, just like you guys. Some days it's like I don't really want to gut through a workout. And some days I don't want to get on my email or open up the app and answer questions or come in here and do a podcast or deal with uh, the 10 bullshit little problems I have to deal with. But that was my day today and uh, not super motivated uh, driving in here, just doing, you know, putting out nine different fires essentially this morning, which is, in my opinion, wasting a lot of my time. But when you're the boss, the, the buck stops with you. And when there's a, some problems, you got to deal with them uh, for better, for worse. And I share this because I'm driving here. I get a voice uh, message. It pops up on uh, my phone, which actually links into the car. And so I'm driving and I get this voice message from BJ Gador and he's uh, sharing a story because he's doing a, uh, a a Rambo, not a Rambo, my bad, a Rocky uh, edition podcast, I believe, today, which I have not listened to it yet. And I think he's doing like a video podcast for it. Uh, obviously, he's we grew up on, you know, Stallone. And uh, we're both huge uh, Rocky fans and, and Rambo fans, for that matter. It's impressive how his career has strung out all these Rocky films and Rambo films and uh, among other things, which... Uh, is not the point of me sharing this, but he left me this message. And I do remember this, and I had forgot about it until today, and he mentioned it. Back in the day, he sent me a message about doing a, a men's health project, and I believe this was the uh, the Metashred Extreme. I, I could be wrong on the project. I'm sure he left it on the, on the voice note. But I said, yeah, I'm down to do it, and I replied back with, you know, what, what type of shape do you want me to be in? Do you want me to be in, you know, Rambo shape 
or do you want me to be in Rocky IV shape? Now, for people listening, in Rambo, he looks great. He's ripped. He's shredded. And in Rocky IV, Stallone is is fucking Skeletor, man. Like, he is, he is peeled to the bone. He is literally just shredded wheat. And that's what I messaged BJ because I want to know, like, hey, man, I always, you know, like to think I, I am lean and ripped, but if you want the next level, I'm happy to go there too because – I've been at all the levels. I can I can be as miserable as you need me to be. And I just share that today because just hearing that message um, and, the, and the kind words he shared afterwards, and obviously him and I have been friends for a long time, it, uh, it motivated me to not be that much of a, a bitch when I come in here and actually do my workout. Now, was, was today my greatest workout ever? Hell no. Um, trap bar deadlift, heavy kettlebell swings, uh, sissy squats and squat jumps. That's what I did. Uh, it took me all of about 35 minutes, obviously, plus the mobility stuff in front. Was it the heaviest I ever lifted? No. Um, what am I doing? Trap bar deads at 315, I believe, and then kettlebell swings at 106. So the kettlebell swings are actually heavy. Uh, sissy squats and then the squat jumps. I did like an EMOM pattern. But the point was, it gave me a little bit extra fuel uh, to just get out of my own way. It's, it's a beautiful day today here. Uh, the Phoenix Open's going on. Uh, the Super Bowl is Sunday. It's sunny, probably 70 degrees, slight breeze. Uh, I have no reason uh, to just not be motivated. But sometimes, man, I don't know. Something just gets up inside. You have had an awesome week here. Uh, for you guys who are sports fans and, and used to watch uh, ESPN with uh, SVP and Rosillo, uh, Ryan Rosillo was in here this week. Uh, came in, got a workout. I've done his podcast. We are going to get Rosillo on this podcast as well, which I think will be fun to talk sports and just chop it up. Had him pop on the assault bike here, uh, do the sprint to uh, to 10 cals. He made the leaderboard. He's number he's, – he's on the board. He's 11, 11 seconds to get 10 calories on the assault bike. Our, our top spot is 8 seconds, and we got a bunch of people at 8, but he came in and, uh, and did 11. So been a fun week uh, for sure. I got a lot of – really uh, fun things I should be grateful for and thankful for happening later today and this weekend. But for some reason, man, I was just like having one of those days and uh, now it's better. So I'm glad I'm kind of popping out of it because I didn't want to sound like a whiny asshole uh, on here and make it sound like owning your own business was a miserable, uh, awful experience. But there is good and bad like with anything in life. And I'm going to talk about that uh, as we go through the episode. So for anybody who is working a corporate job, maybe you work for one of the monster machines, maybe you work for a small mom and pop, you work for a startup, maybe you are your own boss, or maybe you kind of are, like you 1099, you work under somebody's insurance brokerage or uh, real estate brokerage, or maybe you're a, a fitness person who works in a gym, but it's necessarily not your own business, even though it is your own business. I want to share the good, the bad, and the ugly here across the board for you guys, um, just to give you some perspective. If you're going to make a a career change or a decision, or maybe one's going to be made for you. If you look at the amount of layoffs that are happening right now with Amazon, uh, Microsoft, Yahoo, uh, all the tech spaces, uh, Disney, even, I think they said they're laying off like 7,000 people to save like a billion dollars or some crazy number. Uh, It's happening. The world's in a weird place. Things are moving, they're shifting, they're changing. Uh, Obviously, if you guys listened to the podcast a couple days ago uh, with Igor uh, talking about artificial intelligence and how that space is moving. 
I don't know. I don't know where the train goes, man, for sure. But what I can tell you is this. I think if I was uh, to make an educated guess, just because how things are moving, for most people, having like a, a side hustle that creates income, I think is a good idea. I'm not saying you have to do that. Uh, Ken McElroy shared basically exactly that a couple weeks back on here. He said, we're kind of entering this era where people should have a side hustle or maybe need to have a side hustle or at least multiple streams of income and revenue that are paying you. And this is not to, to freak anybody out. And I'll get into the to nuts and bolts of this in a second. But I remember when I was growing up, I never saw anybody doing the things I'm doing today. And, you know, timing for sure uh, has changed things. Technology has changed things. And obviously my geographical location has changed things. Scottsdale is much different than, you know, where I grew up in Minnesota, to say the least. And a lot of things I didn't think were possible or, you know, could be done. And I share that just for you guys to keep an open mind uh, and with what you're doing and not be married to just this singular path that you think you have to be on. And I share that in a roundabout way just to say, growing up, I my my grandpa was uh, worked for the fire department. Uh, my uncle was a police officer. Uh, my mom just worked a normal, you know, sales job. My dad uh, drove truck for 33 years uh, over the road. And it was always this like this kind of steady career. You get it and you work it for like 40 fucking years. And then, you know, hopefully you can retire and, and then you probably, you know, drop dead shortly after. Not to be super, super sad here to anybody. But I remember my grandpa just telling me, you know, you got to get a good, you know, you got to get a good job and, uh, you know, with, with benefits and a pension. And obviously the world has changed and a lot of that shit doesn't exist anymore. You know, bless his heart. But that used to be like the, the secure path. And I remember being at dinner with friends of ours, you know, six, seven, eight years ago and people just saying, Hey man, you know, I tip my cap to you. Cause I, I couldn't take the risk you take. I couldn't, you know, be my own boss. I couldn't go out there all on my own and, and risk it. And I would argue that's the opposite of the truth. I am probably one of the most like just conservative, uh, people you meet, uh, when it comes to, to risk, uh, I, I'll make, I'll take chances on things for sure. And I'm willing to lose. And, and I'm even willing to lose big in certain areas. I'm just not willing to lose everything. Uh, except when I was young and stupid and I had nothing. So, you know, when you got none to lose, man, it's, it's pretty easy to uh, to uh, take the leap. But people forever thought that if they just had a job and they got a paycheck, you know, that was the safe and secure route. And the reality is it's not. If you're working for a major company or a small mom and pop or a startup or whatever it is, and that's the only money you got that can get cut off in a day. You can lose that tomorrow. So you're, you're working a job and you've worked your way up the ladder and you're making a hundred and, you know, $77,000 a year and, and you're doing great and you feel good about where you're at. Or maybe you're making 96 and that's an awesome spot for you making your, maybe you're making 225. Maybe you're making, you know, 57, who knows what it is, whatever your number is that, that makes you feel good. It makes you feel secure and lets you live the life that you want. Maybe you worked your ass off and you got there. And then all of a sudden tomorrow they said, Hey dude, it just, we don't need your spot anymore. We're eliminating the position. You know, we need to, to save money. We've kind of merged these areas and you're gone. 
So now that salary that you had is gone. You're, you're, you went from 88000 a year to zero a year. You went from $150,000 a year to zero a year. Does that sound super secure to you? And meanwhile, in the entrepreneurial kind of life, if you have multiple streams of revenue and you have, let's say, 40 clients, you essentially would have to get fired by all 40 clients at once to have zero money. If you lose 10 of them, I'm sure that hurts depending on what percentage of your income that is, but you still have 30 checks coming in. I share all that just because I think the narrative for a long time was working for a corporation was the safe and steady path. And that was, you know, the most secure route to go. And I would argue it is the least secure route to go with the least amount of direction because you are not in control whatsoever. Now, I can't control all the things that happen here, but I can control a lot of them. I feel like when you work for a giant company, you're, you're just riding on the bus. And I feel like when you are your own boss, you're the bus driver. And if, and if the bus is going to crash or the ship's going to go down, you know, I'd rather be the one at the helm. I'd rather be the captain than somebody who's just along for the ride, letting somebody steer you into a tree or letting somebody sink your ship. So I just share that just to, just to keep your mind open. And by all means, I'm not saying quit your job and go work for yourself. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Owning your own business is not for everybody. Being a number one is not for everybody. However, I do think having a side hustle or having a secondary or third income stream in addition to your main paycheck is a great, awesome, amazing idea. And maybe sooner than later, it might be necessary to be able to live the life that you truly want. So I'm going to dig into this fast, but the first thing I want to say, just a, a quick note, there was something going around on the internet maybe a month or two ago. I'm not going to say the name of the person who said it just because the internet has made the world real small and uh, we all know each other um, or we're one person away at best. And I'll just leave it at that. But this individual was saying, you know, if you're a, if you're a man and you speaking about men specifically here, um, I'm sure applying it to, to, to females as well, but d- did say men. If you're a man and you're not making $400,000 a year, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Like you, if you're a man, you make less than 400 K a year. You should be ashamed and embarrassed of yourself. This is what this individual said. Now, a lot of people have asked me about this privately in DMS. I've had podcast guests on here and we've talked about it, um, without recording it. Let me say this. I, I can't imagine hearing a bigger line of fucking horse shit than that. I, I really can't. And I say that because people who say things like this, they typically have something to sell you. Um, they're trying to flex on you about how much money they make and what they do. Everybody can't make $400,000 a year. Everybody can't make a million dollars a year. By the way, the top 1% of earners in America, it's like 400 and like 50K is in the top 1%. People think it's like over a million. It's not that. If you're making like over $400,000 a year in America, I don't give a shit where you live and who you are. You are a wealthy person. Now you might live in Malibu and it might not get you very far. And you might live in a Scottsdale and it doesn't get you as far. Or you might live in a, you know, slight Louisiana and it probably buys you, you know, seven acres in a giant fucking mansion. But the point is, is that it's still a lot of money. 
relative to all the people on the earth, especially in America specifically, if you're in the top 1%, you're crushing it. And about 450 gets you there. Not everybody can be in the top 1%. It's, it's insane to say that. It's And to say you should be ashamed and embarrassed, the person who said that obviously is an asshole, for one, um, but they didn't think it through. They didn't think it through what they're saying. Think of all of the people who have the blue-collar jobs. And there's women who have these too. And respect to women, you guys are smarter than us. You can do things that we can't do. Um, but I'm going to talk about the dudes here for a second. To all the blue-collar dudes who are working their fucking ass off. Like I tip my cap to you guys. We need electricians in the world. Um, I don't know a lot, a lot of electricians that make 400 K. Are you, are they important? Fuck yeah, they are. Is that an awesome career? I believe it is. Is it a noble job? Should you be proud of what you do? Hell yeah, you should be. Should you be embarrassed? It doesn't pay $400,000 a year. No, you can't pay every single person that amount of money. It's the same thing for truck drivers. Like, if you're a truck driver and you're out there hustling, you're making, you know, $96,000 a year. I respect the hell out of that. If you're the guy who's up on the power lines for, you know, uh, XL Energy or APS or SRP or whatever your, you know, electric company is, I respect the hell out of that. If you're the general contractor, if you are the guy who lays tile, if you're the landscaper, all these are amazing jobs. And a lot of times it's the guys who are under the streets, the guys who are working in these awful environments on top of buildings, driving across the country, you know, doing concrete work, doing steel work, they're welding, you know, they're, they're doing the jobs that nobody wants to fucking do. They're doing the jobs that typically, you know, only badass motherfuckers can do. And I tip my cap to you guys. I really do. You guys are why we have the shit that we have. You guys are why we can do the things that we do. You are the reason that we have infrastructure. That's why there's roads. That's why there's bridges. That's why there's buildings. That's why we can get on podcasts and I can do fitness as a luxury because somebody built this place. And somebody put in the plumbing. Somebody put in the electrical. Somebody built it brick by brick. Somebody puts the air conditioning in. Somebody fixes it when it breaks. I respect the hell out of those guys more so than... Some of these people out here who are just making a quote unquote, you know, shit ton of money, just being kind of snake oil salesmen and selling people, you know, their bullshit courses and these nonsense fucking things that really provide no value for the world. The people who are doing the real work, um, the firefighters, uh, the police officers, uh, the military, those dudes aren't making 400K a year. And they should be proud as hell of the work that they do because they allow us to live a life that we could otherwise not live. And so I tip my cap to you guys. And if any of you know who said it, obviously you can, you know, keep, keep it to yourself. Um, and if, if you ever do hear something like that, just, you have to just blow it off, man. Because if you wake up every single day and you pack a lunch and you just fucking go to work and you clock in and you clock out and you do the best you can and you, you provide for your family, um, and you give back to the world, man, like it's important. And it's amazing. And just know that um, I respect the hell out of you guys for what you do. And I appreciate it because without all of you guys, I could not be doing this. So with that, uh, let's just get into this. I got stuff to do today, so I got to get rolling here. But the brutal truths about being your own boss. Uh, again, real quick backstory um, for you guys if you're new here. 
I've been running this business solo, 100% by myself since 2010. So 13 years I have been doing this with no um, other source of revenue. No, obviously we have partnerships and sponsors and, and JV ventures and, and different things now, but meaning there's no, I don't work a corporate job. Um, I was building this, the website and trying to learn business when I did have my basically only corporate job back in 2008, 2009-ish time frame. And then I quit with no clients and no money and no resources. And I started a business called Jeremy Scott Fitness. If you're listening, don't do that. One of the dumbest and most brilliant things I ever did. Uh, I've been training humans. So since 2005 was when I got my first uh, personal training certification. So 18 years as a coach and 13 years as a business owner. And, you know, what we do here, uh, we run an online coaching business via our app now uh, is the biggest thing that we do. We have thousands of you guys on there. And again, I'm very thankful for you guys. I'm happy that the community on there is amazing. The things you guys share and post and how you've grown it uh, with us. Uh, I'm humbled to say the least. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, for anybody, again, if you want to check it out, links in the show notes. If, if you want to join the app and train with me and do all the crazy shit that we do here. But we have stuff for everybody inside there. It's not. It's really so little about me. And what I do, we try to answer every question you guys ask in there and make a video helping you, whether it's mobility or nutrition or upper body, lower body splits, Metcons, and obviously full-on programs. But that's a huge part of what we do here. Um, the internet has, has definitely changed my life and what we do forever to a point of where I don't think I'll ever be able to go back to how it was before, which is a gift and a curse uh, for a different podcast altogether. And uh, we also own a brick and mortar uh, building here where we run large group and personal training. So I guess we have a, you know, a group training and, and a personal training facility. Most days we open up here at five in the morning or slightly before. And uh, sometimes we're even savages here in the parking lot before I get here, which is insane. And I always feel humble that people would get their ass out of bed and drive and choose to be here when it's dark and cold to hang out with us. But that's the life we live here. So most days we're here before five. And we close the doors here probably around 7 p.m. most days. So they're long days, most definitely. And obviously we have this podcast here and a social media presence, which that's how most of you found us. Um, I personally do uh, corporate fitness events and speaking engagements as well for those companies. And uh, even we do uh, quite a bit of coaching and consulting for other fitness pros and entrepreneurs looking to get in and and kind of level up their business. We have uh, huddle calls in the show notes for people who want to have calls with us. We do half-day appointments, full-day appointments for immersions where people can come, sit, hang out with me. Um, I kind of talk them through what I've done, what they do. We kind of you know pick apart their business and help them try to, to level it up and scale it up. And on top of that, I mean, the sponsorships and the, the apparel deals and the supplement deals and all the things that kind of go into us. So there's multiple streams of, of income and revenue that now support what we do here. And again, very humbled and blessed to have all the things that we have now. So it's a lot. And uh, with a team of, you know, give or take six or seven people, uh, including my wife, if you want to count her, I guess you would say, you know, it's, it's seven people total. Uh, it's a lot to chew on. And that's where my perspective comes from. And that's where my experience and my stories here and advice will come from. So just to give you the full context, um, there has not been a single day 
that I have not worked since 2010. Not one. Not a Christmas. Not a 4th of July. Uh, not my birthday. Not my wedding day. Um, I was productive for at least a few hours each and every day. Now, you don't have to do it like me. But this has been my journey and this has been my experience in entrepreneurship. You could take dedicated days off. Um, part of me likes to do a little bit every single day no matter what just because I feel like it keeps the momentum rolling and it, it keeps me sharp and on my toes and it, and it keeps me engaged. Now, I'll admit there's days where I'm like I just want to punt all of it, probably like today, but I had agreed to do some things. And there's nobody to call in and have them do the things for me because my team is already here running and doing what they have to do. So full disclaimer, there's days where I'm like, fuck it, man, I just don't want to do it. But 99% of the time, I'm pretty much jacked and excited to do at least the things I like to do. It's typically the things that we dread doing that I, I want to put off the most and that really drag me down if I uh, if I think about it long enough. But it's just a newsflash for everybody. Like Entrepreneurship is going to be hard. If you're going to take the jump, like running a business is really hard, no matter how big or how small it is, it, it's going to be work. And most people fail. Almost nobody makes it. And the longer you're in the game, the better are the chances that the game's going to end. You know, you're not going to make it, you know, 50 years and then hand it off to your kid who hands it off to their kid who hands it off to their kid. Statistically speaking, it's just... The longer you do it, it's not like you make it past three years and everything's easy or you make it past five years. I would, you know, argue there's points where you make it so long where you're like, shit, am I going to keep doing this forever? Do I have to keep doing these things forever? Or if you frame it the right way, you get the opportunity to do these things. You get the chance to keep doing these things. You get to still be in the game. Um, I referenced the call BJ Gador or the, the audio message he left me this morning. He's uh, doing his recovery. He's got like hyperized stuff on his elbows and his knees and his hips. And he's like, he's just trying to trying to keep this body fresh so I can stay in the game. And that's kind of how we we frame it and uh, and look at it. And I think that's the way you have to look at it, especially when it when it becomes a grind or when the days become long or you become stressed. And I think that's the same whether you're your own boss or you're working for a giant corporation. It's, you know, not that do I have to keep doing this. Hopefully it's, you know, you get the opportunity to keep doing it because you enjoy it and you love it and it fulfills you in one way or another, or at least it, it fills your cup in a way that a lot of other things don't. And, you know, what college or social media, I guess, doesn't tell you is that going on on your own for a lot of people can cause, you know, severe stress and uncertainty, uh, most definitely anxiety. Um, and it can drain you mentally sometimes to a point of depression, um, to even the most laid back people. And I've shared this before. It's a lonely ride. Uh, my man, Brent Orm here, who's an entrepreneur, he's been doing it longer than me. He would always say, you know, we're on an island, man. And, uh, even though we can talk about our islands, you're on your own island. I'm on mine and you're on yours. And, when he said that to me, like, I'll never forget it because in my mind, I was already thinking like, like a Dexter, like the show Dexter. And I reference this a lot. Like Dexter's a, you know, a serial killer, but he only kills uh, bad people. And my mom sent me the, the DVD about 15 years ago saying that Dexter reminded um, me, her of me actually, 
which is great. So my mom thinks I'm a serial killer, which will let you know more about me deep down. But in the show, he talks about his dark passenger, the thing that makes him do what he does. And that's kind of how I look at, you know, this small business, or I look at my life where, you know, if Jeremy Scott is the person, Jeremy Scott Fitness is my dark passenger. It's kind of always there. And, uh, and you care about it like a person at times because you, you've built it and it's grown. And now it's this thing that, you know, luckily you get to do, but you have to keep doing and you have to keep putting in the work and you have to keep giving to it. Um, otherwise it won't be around. And what I would say is you need to have an insanely thick skin if you're going to make it in this life. And I would say that too of anybody who's on social media and anybody who is a, a creator, because I do think you guys are important. And I do think there needs to be way more positive things said in the world than negative things. And overall, the world is is a real positive place. And there's a lot of awesome people. If you go on Twitter, it would make you believe that everybody hates each other and the world fucking sucks. But then you go into your grocery store and everybody's pretty chill and, and pretty nice and, and pretty polite. You might have a few assholes here or there, but most people are, are generally pretty cool. It's just that the assholes leave a, a bigger lasting impression and they kind of stick out more. So if you can be a positive force in that world, um, it's going to help. But if you're going to be your own boss, if you're going to be a, a public person, if you're going to you know, be open to criticism on Google reviews and, and podcasts and Spotify and Yelp, and you're going to be on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, you got to have really thick skin to make it. And in my experience, the more money you make and the bigger you get, the thicker the skin has got to be. And people will talk about you. People will compare you to others. Um, they'll use you at times. They'll view you as a service and, and not a person anymore. And in many cases, uh, this happens. If you're the, the trainer, if you will, uh, if you're a barber, if you're a mechanic, if you're an esthetician, if you're a hairdresser, if you're a coffee owner, it's, it's probably a sliver of how the world treats athletes, especially like college athletes where we crush these kids and people will, will talk shit about them or you'll crush an athlete. I can't believe he did that. That was so stupid. Yeah, I know he's a, he's a giant human on the field, but the, the kid's probably 25 years old and he's a person. And I always, I always think of that now when I look at, you know, people crushing, whether it's, you know, let's crush Russell Westbrook, or let's crush LeBron, or let's whoever you name it. And I'm like, they're, they're people, man. Like, like they're people. And uh, again, the more money they make, the bigger they get, the more critical people are of them. And they look at them as not a person anymore, but like just a, just an athlete, or you're just the chef, or you're just the, you know, hairdresser, or you're just the trainer. And I'll share this because this is going to happen. And if you're a person who runs their own business, um, you got to fight this. And, it, and I think it's the worst one where friends and family are, will expect discounts um, from you. And the people closest to you sometimes will not value you and your hard work. And, or they will, but they'll value it less than a big chain. And they'll ask you for a discount. And they'll ask you, you know, can you cut me a deal or can you give me this for free? Yet they would never go into Verizon or Starbucks or Nike and ask for fucking discounts. But they'll do it for you. These companies that make billions and billions of dollars, they'll never ask for a discount. You know why? Because those companies would always say no. Yet they'll come to you, the person who 
ventured on their own and did this really amazing thing and, and is trying to create a life of their dreams. And they'll say, you know what? I can't pay 200 bucks a month. Can I pay you 160? Like the $40 was going to make or break their life, but yet they're willing to rip you off of that. Um, I'm just sharing that for all my people out there who do what you do. You got to value your work and what it is. I'm not telling you how to run your business, but if people, if they're going to be there to support you and they love what you do, they're not going to ask for a discount. I would never do that of a small business owner. In fact, uh, the coffee places I go to, um, sometimes they'll, you know, give me a free one or, Hey, Jeremy, we'll give you a free coffee this time, or they'll charge me less because I come in all the time and I always tip because I think it's important. And in those cases, when they do, I just put the full amount in the tip jar. I'm like, you just take, you just keep it, man. It's just for you guys. Even though that's their policy and that's what they do. I'm like, I'm happy to do it. I don't want to discount somebody's small dream because I know how much time, effort, energy they put into it to make it happen. When you run your own business, you got to worry about everything. You worry about if you got back to an email or a message, um, you know, and if, if you miss one, are they going to think you did it on purpose? You know, did you disappoint somebody? Will they hold that against you? You know, when the reality is you just can't get back to every single message within 24 hours. I know a lot of young um, professionals and business owners, you know, struggle with this and deal with this and you just do the best you can, you know, with what you have. Uh, knock on wood, I got a pretty damn near perfect track record of not missing messages and, and texts and, and emails, but it does happen, you know, and, uh, you got to give yourself grace, man. You can't be perfect. And, uh, people will expect you to be, but you can't be, but you just do the best you can overall. And like, you'll be all right. And what I'll say about this, um, starting up and running a, a successful business is going to put incredible strain on your, on your personal life and your relationships. And many of those are going to fail um, just because you're not going to have a lot of work-life balance, especially especially early on. And even if you get into it, you know, if you have staffing changes or the business changes or the, the, the economy or the market, it's going to take from you uh, maybe more than you're willing to give at times. And, and I've shared, you know, this over and over and over again at nauseum. But for anybody who doesn't know, like I have no balance. I don't like fucking zero. The lines have been blurred for, for well over a decade. And admittedly, I don't know how to turn it off. I don't think it's possible for me. Like I think I'll, I'll turn it off. Like when I quit, that's probably the only way it will ever happen. And, and Heather knows that. And, uh, I guess she's got to be okay with it. Cause there's really no, there's no other path, man. Uh, I'm the Terminator. You know, they, they sent me back in time to kill John Connor and I still got to kill John Connor, man. I'm, I'm on a mission just to terminate. And I'm okay with that. You know, personally, like I'm okay with not having a real good balance because I have my process and I feel good with my process almost every day. Now, some days I don't, and some days I, I want to do things different. And some days I do things different. And some days I, you know, maybe wish I would do it differently. Uh, and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, fuck it. This is what I do. I'm here to just kill, kill, kill. And I keep going. Um, so I'm okay with the, the, the lack of balance that I have, but for a lot of you, you're not, you might want to have way more time with friends and family. You might want to take way more vacations. You might want to be in four softball leagues and a kickball league and play Twitch for four hours, you know, on a Saturday and then sit and watch NFL football. You got to find your balance. And, uh, 
I can do this because my personality type kind of fits it. It's the same way I describe like being super fit. Um, if you want to be, you know, shredded and healthy and, and be a great athlete, if you don't love going to bars and, and large crowds and getting shit faced and doing that, you don't feel like you're missing out. So you can give up those things to dedicate your time to fitness and eating right and planning and being strategic. If you do enjoy all those things, if you like going out and having cocktails all the time and always eating pizza and always having, you know, cinnamon rolls, but you still want to be, you know, in the best physical feeling shape and being, you know, ripped, shredded to the bone, you have a conflict of interest there. It's really hard to do. If you want to make, you know, $3 million a year, but you only want to work, you know, 28 weeks a year, it's probably not going to happen. You got a conflict of interest there. So you have to find the balance that works for you, whether that's a great balance or whether you're like me and there's no balance, you know, and, and I'm probably about as close to a robot as most of you are going to find, you know, deep down, I'm a fucking psychopath, you know, I mean, shit, I, I still listen to the Michael Myers Halloween theme song on most of my workouts. And that's, that's no joke. Like when I share my most played playlist here on Spotify, that will easily be the number one song um, of the year. So, and it's crazy, you know, as I am often at times, and as much as I love the process of what I do, I do question um, the amount of time, effort, and energy I spend on making this, uh, making this machine go and doing what I do for everybody that we work with. And for many of you, at least when you start a small business, you're going to be everything. You're going to be the CEO. You're going to be, you know, the director. You're going to be the worker. You're going to be the admin. You're going to be the marketing team. You're going to be the accountant. You're going to be the cleaner. And that's probably all in addition to being a parent and a husband or a wife and uh, having to be, you know, a friend uh, and a brother and a sister. And you're probably going to have to have like some friends and family support you at least a little bit um, because we're all human. And those are a lot of hats that you have to wear early on. And, and it takes a toll on people. And there's a reason why you don't see many people succeed in small business after five to 10 years. It's just fucking hard, man. And uh, the average fitness professional quits in about 18 months. Just the, and, the, and I've talked about this before on here. The average fitness professional quits after about 18 months, about a year and a half in they bail. And those aren't even the ones that are running their own business. Those are just the people that are in the field. And I share that specifically because obviously that's the space that I'm in. And not to freak anybody out, but just so you know, it, it it's a tough biz, you know, to, to make it in this for sure. You got to really fucking love it, man. You really do. And that's the average. So then you know most, most of these people don't even make it 18 months, which is crazy. So speaking from the fitness space... Um, the ones that are successful, they tend to be overwhelmed uh, at times, for sure. Uh, it takes a toll. Like anything, it, it's it's exhausting, man. Uh, especially, you know, the past couple years when, when so many things have been out of your control with COVID and the pandemic. And uh, a lot of great people didn't make it and had to, uh, you know, kind of pivot and, and change gears, which, which is sad and it's tough. So... I absolutely can promise you, if you plan on being your own boss, if you plan on being financially successful, here are some things that are going to be true for you. 
And notice I said financially successful. I don't know what that number is for you guys. Um, I don't view success as just money. I view it as overall life happiness. If you're lucky enough to not have to have a boss and you can work for yourself, the amount of freedom and the feeling that you have by doing that, it's, it's a superpower, dude, that very few people will know and understand. It is, to me, the ultimate flex on anybody and everything. To me, it's the equivalent of like having a jet and having six-pack abs and being able to deadlift 700 pounds and dunk from the free throw line and have, you know, hair like prime Tim Riggins and Friday Night Lights. Like it's everything all wrapped up into one, man. Like it's the end-all be-all because you get to do what you want, when you want, how you want to do it. Now, you might have a business that demands a lot from you, but you created it. You can also change it. All the things that I complain about and don't like here, I don't have to fucking do them. Nobody makes me do them. Nobody makes the schedule be the way that it is. Nobody makes me do podcasts. No one makes me film videos. No one makes me write anything. It's just all self-enforced me. I'm the one who is imposing this on me. So either, you know, I'm the worst boss of myself or I'm the greatest boss to myself. But there is a freedom in there that very few people feel. So when people ask questions, hey, do you ever feel intimidated here? Do you ever feel out of place? I don't. Because I feel this thing that very few people don't feel where I'm like, I'm in control of my day. And if I fuck it up, then it's on me. And I'm okay with that because I feel like I'm in, I'm driving the bus. But there is a a sense of, you know, pride and flexibility and happiness and achievement that comes with that. And that's why I frame it financial success or you're just successful because I don't think you have to make a certain amount of money to be successful. Sure, if you, you know, live in Scottsdale, Arizona, and you're making 14,000 bucks a year, but you love what you do, you probably love it, but you're homeless. Like, that's not a good place to be. There's a certain Mendoza line you have to cross that's going to, you know, elicit a certain amount of, you know, probably financial freedom and alleviate some stress and, and solve some problems for you. But that's just finances. You can be successful if you're happy, if you feel free, if you're creative, if you get to live a life and you have a lifestyle that you want, that is what I did this for, to create a lifestyle that I appreciated and where I could do and say and be my natural self 24-7, 365. I can wear what I want to wear. I can play the music I want to play. I can say the things I want to say. You do pay a price for that for sure. But for me, the price is worth it. The juice is worth the squeeze. But if you're going to work for yourself and you want to be a, a financial success, the truth is you're going to always wish you had more free time. You just will. And yet when you have free time, you're likely to probably fill it with work. Um, trust me, man, I, I've been cursed with this for, for well over a decade now. And even you know when my brain and, and mind can be free, a lot of times it gets filled with you know, what, what can I do next? What's the next uh, thing I can put out there or create or share or do or, or kind of put on my plate? I've gotten way better with saying no more often, but man, when the creativity is flowing, it just keeps stacking up and stacking up and stacking up. And so while I do wish for free time, I don't know if I'd really do much with it uh, when I got it, at least at, in this season in life. The second one is most people are never going to understand what you do. Just get used to it. 
even when you try to explain it. And uh, I've I've shared this a million times. I dread when people ask me what I do because I can't really explain it. And then I got to go down to, well, I'm a trainer rabbit hole. And it's like, shit, you know, you and your cousin Joey are also trainers. I'm like, fuck, me and Joey ain't the same. But that's a different conversation altogether. So if you're okay with having a sense of pride and and, an accomplishment and happiness in in what you do and not needing this, you know, positive uh, affirmation or all the, uh, you know, ego strokes from the outside world, you're going to be okay. The next one, there's always going to be somebody earning more money than you. There's always going to be somebody doing better than you. And if you don't know how to deal with that and you can't get a handle on it, you're always going to feel like shit. You're never going to feel good enough. You're always going to be inferior and it is going to eat at you from the inside out and it'll drive you absolutely fucking insane. It's the comparison game, guys. It doesn't work in your personal life. It doesn't work with your body. It doesn't work in your relationships. And it sure as fuck doesn't work in your business. You cannot compare your journey and your chapter and your life and your situation and circumstance to other people. That shit will drown you. Let that weight go. It is far too heavy for you to carry on this journey. And if you try to, it is going to just bury you and you'll never make it. Again, this goes for anything, for your career, for your education, for your house, for your car. Nobody else's success steals from your success. That's a loser mentality. Losers do that. Haters do that. I've never had anybody who's doing way better than me, who's way happier than me, who's way more successful, who makes way more money, who helps way more people say, Jeremy, you fucking suck. You know, you're, you're a loser. You're terrible. Successful people who are doing what they need to do, do not do that. And when you do it, looking at other people, putting them on a pedestal, that is a loser mentality of you. That's a scarcity mindset. That's a hater's mindset. We can all win. There's more than enough for all of us to win and be successful. Nobody else's success steals from your success. My success does not steal from BJ Gadur's success. My success does not steal from Alexia Clark's success. My success does not steal from Ben Novak's success. They're all winning in the way that they need to win for them. We can all help each other, but by no means do they steal from me and do I steal from them. And if somebody wants to open up a fitness place right next to me here, like right next door, I'm happy to like get you the space. I'm happy to do it. If you want to, you know, you know, Rick Johnson's fitness, you can put it right next door, Rick. I'm happy to fucking set you up, dude, because it doesn't matter. And even if he gets 20% of the market share of the people I have here, awesome. If they like him better, go there. If he, if he serves them better, go there. I'll be okay. I got, I, I, I got enough people who are going to believe in what I do and I can help enough people. His success doesn't steal from mine and vice versa. Remember that, you guys, if you're on this journey. And just know if you do this long enough, at times, a regular nine-to-five job will seem more appealing. No matter how much you're making in your business, no matter how fun it is, no matter how high the highs are, you'll always have some low days. Uh, and even I think about that from time to time. I'm like, man, if I could just, you know, show up somewhere and someone could pay me enough money, that would make sense for me to actually try and uh, I could do it, you know, just a couple days a week. Maybe that's a better route for me. And I am 
I am this person here through and through and through. So even if I have like, they're not real thoughts about it, but they are distant thoughts about it. So if I have them, I promise you, you will too. And you'll likely fit into the category of one or the other teams here. Either one, you're going to flirt with wanting to be like super famous and wanting a huge business so you can afford, you know, the Ferraris and the Porsches and live in a 10,000 square foot house and have your own jet for every single day of the week. So you're the most balling person of all time. Or you'll flirt with the opposite of simply wanting to work a couple hours a day, you know, from a log cabin and have this ultimate freedom and balance. And uh, most of you guys will probably juggle somewhere in between the two, and then you'll pick something that probably also fits in the middle. But you'll have those thoughts as well, and you just have to know yourself and your personality type. And most people you look up to, most people you listen to, like if it's me, uh, most people that you respect or, or you admire are just as fucking confused and as lost as you are at times. I can promise you that. Uh, I do think I have a lot of things figured out, comma, but there's a whole lot of shit I have no fucking clue on. So if you ever know the phrase, like everything they say before, but it's kind of bullshit. Um, I do feel like I got a handle on some things, but there's so many things I don't know, dude. And I just feel like I'm a kid, plain adult, man. I got my own shit that I deal with and my own insecurities and, you know, those of us that you all listen to and you look up to and maybe you admire some of the things that, you know, we've done, we're real similar, man. Um, we're just better at burying it, you know, deep down to where it doesn't come out and it doesn't show yourself. So just know what we're better at hiding it than the rest of you. And uh, they always say in fitness for us, people that are kind of ripped or shredded or jacked, we just hide it in our muscles. That's why we are the way that we are. And that's for a whole different podcast that we could reverse engineer. The last thing I'll say to if you're going to make money and you really want to, there is no end point. Um, there never is. For most of us, when the business dies, it's, it's like when we die. You know what I mean? Like that's the exit strategy. Um, our team here is great. Everybody here is awesome, and uh, I couldn't do it without everybody uh, helping and, and all the people, not just who, you know, we employ, but the community of people who share our things and our messages and wear the t-shirts and share the podcast and watch the videos, but I'm under no misconception that if I stopped trying or I stopped being this person, that this whole house of cards, you know, wouldn't come crashing down. I mean, the business would fold like a fucking lawn chair if I, uh, if I didn't put in the effort I put in. And so there is no end point. It's, it's forever. And, uh, or if you're the person who is, you know, smart enough to diversify your money and you and you, you buy assets that pay you so you can take chances on other things and you can transition as you get older, maybe that's an option too. Or if you're the person who truly loves it and you're willing to adapt and evolve and, and not be, you know, forgotten or extinct because you're not willing to learn the new skills and technology, 
Um, that's it. But for most people, you know, you got to adapt, you got to grow, you got to learn, and you got to keep doing this. And as long as you're breathing, you got a chance to win and, and keep things going. But there is no end point. There really is. There's not a day where you arrive and you quote unquote have made it and everybody celebrates you and you just have, you know, clients and deals and sponsorships and uh, partnerships just coming in all the time. No, no. If you want to be super fit, you got to do certain things to be super fit. And once you get there, you got to keep doing those same things if you want to stay super fit. It's the same thing with your business. You can't just work super hard, make an awesome product, deliver an awesome service. And then once you get there and you're making $500,000, a million dollars a year, whatever your number is, and you're like, well, fuck, now I'm just going to cruise and hang out. As fast as all that came, it'll leave you even faster. I promise you that. And what you will hear on the journey is a bunch of phrases. And I don't know where I pulled these from. Like maybe Justin Yule had put these out or somebody in our space. But it was just a list of of things that you'll hear along the way. And I've heard this multiple times on my journey here. And it is it is true because no one will understand what you do from the outside. Just like most people don't understand what most businesses are. Like I don't really know what our dentist friends do the entire day when they're there, especially the ones that run their own practice. I don't really know what our attorney friends do all day, especially the ones that run their own practice. Like it's it's so in depth and there's so many layers of the onion that you'd have to peel back to understand it. And you'd have to really follow somebody around for probably multiple weeks to, to live it and go through it and experience it. But when you go out on your own and you do something, you'll hear the phrase, I'd love to have a business like yours. Um, and I've heard it before here. Like I'd love to do all my work by 10 AM and then just chill the rest of the day. You know, people, I think sometimes people think that like when, when, when the groups leave here, I think some people think like my day is over, which if that was the case, man, it would be the most amazing, easy life of all time. Significantly less money, but uh, it definitely would be on easy street. But that's not the case. Um, or you'll see people that look at businesses who have grown super big and sold for maybe seven or eight figures, or they have these private equity companies come in and buy them, which we've had clients here where that's happened. And they'd say things like, oh, that'd be amazing if that was me. I'd retire and just live off the money. But it's because of comments like that that those people will never have either types of those businesses. So if you're somebody who's looking to take the jump and that's what you think, you're on like this four-hour, you know, work day or this four, was it the four-hour, is it the four-hour work day or is it the four-hour work week? Either one of those are bullshit. And if you have visions of sitting on your laptop on the beach um, doing deals, that's bullshit too. I promise you. I've had my laptop with me uh, in Greece and I was doing food logs from the balcony in Santorini. And you know what? It sucked ass because you know what I didn't want to be doing? Food logs on the balcony in Santorini. I would rather have been just hanging out, drinking beers by the pool, but I had work to do. So that's not a freedom. And so for people who think like, oh, there's all this flexibility. Yeah, there is flexibility there, but there's still work that needs to be done. And so if you're thinking that doing that, do working for yourself is going to be easier than working for someone else, in one way, sure, but another way, no. And then the phrase is, well, you work 100 hours a week for yourself, so you don't got to work 40 hours a week for someone else. And even if you're 40 hours a week, if they're real, you're probably really working like 
35 of them because you might bullshit some time on social media or take a long lunch or you'll daydream or whatever. If I do that, then things don't get done. So I can't go out and rake the leaves and get paid. I can't sit at home and watch Hallmark movies and get paid. I actually have to produce and do shit. And the mindset is you have to be willing to do things other people aren't willing to do if you really want to turn that dream into reality. To get to a certain stage in your business, you need a certain amount of drive, passion, and ambition. And you need to love a challenge. Like you have to get a kick out of solving problems. And the most important thing is you have to enjoy the process as much as you like the outcome, if not more so. I'm so much a process guy and it's probably only the one of the reasons that I have been able to be in business for this long. A, I'm a psychopath for sure. And if I set my mind to something, I'm going to fucking do it or I'm going to damn near kill myself trying. But I like to figure out how to get there, not just getting there. Like I like to figure out what are the steps to get there and I like to do the steps. It's like if it's playing sports, like I love playing basketball, grew up my whole life. I love playing the game. I always wanted to win and you're always conscious of the score and you know what it is, but I loved playing the game. Even some of the games you lost and it sucks to lose, but the enjoyment of playing and the process of playing there was great. Even for the most part, I didn't love every every part of practicing, but I loved a lot of the pieces of it because I knew those pieces were part of the end game. If I didn't do the process, then the outcome was never going to happen. It's why you see people, you know, not make it. Or you'll see the ones who are really, you know, serial entrepreneurs, the ones who are really business owners, the, the ones who really love to grind and like to to work, right? You'll see them sell their business, let's say for big money, and then they relax for a month or two. And then they go right back into starting something new. Because that's who they are. They miss the excitement. They miss the buzz of building something. They miss the creativity. They miss the hustle of just doing the work. They miss the process. And that's why those who want to build something just to make money, or just so that they cannot work, we'll never have either of those things. Sure, business shouldn't come at the cost of everything. You being an entrepreneur shouldn't cost you every ounce of happiness in your life. Sure, being your own boss, you shouldn't have to pay, you know, all of your free time and miss out on every other thing in your life. However, if you want to build something that is special and something that funds your ideal lifestyle and gives you a freedom to do whatever the hell you want when you want to do it, You actually have to love the work and you have to embrace the suck and you have to embrace the challenges and wanting the outcome of it isn't enough. And that might come at like a a brutal, you know, kick in the face or like a harsh truth, but it's truth nonetheless, man. And one that more people need to probably recognize if they're going to take the leap and just know A lot of people can do this. A lot of people can be their own boss, especially now with technology and the way things are going, or you can at least have a a side hustle that is, you know, profitable and fun and produces income. But if you want it to replace your current job or your current situation, it will take every fucking ounce of energy you have. It really will.
It does with me a lot of times, but it'll pay you back, man, in more ways than just money. And that's been my experience here with our community and our people. And if it wasn't for them, I don't think I could keep doing it at the clip that I've been doing it at. There's just no way. I don't love money enough. Obviously, I appreciate it. Makes my life easier. I didn't have any for most of my life. So it definitely is a bonus. But I wouldn't go this hard if I didn't love it. And just know if you're the person in charge, you're going to take all the blame. You're going to eat all the shit. And uh, you also take all the praise, or at least a, a disproportionate amount of it. But that's the role of, you know, of being being the man or, or being the woman, if you will. And I'll leave you guys this, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Even the worst of times, even the days where I'm like, fuck, this sucks. I don't want to be here. But I just love doing shit my own way, man. And I'd rather work for myself making 30,000 bucks a year than working for someone else making a million dollars a year. And that's not exaggerating. That's that's real talk, man. And I don't think many people can say that. And uh, I don't think they should. I think if someone's going to pay you a million bucks and you can bullshit your job, it's probably a better option for you. And it's probably way easier and less stressful than waking up at four in the morning, you know, grinding your face off for less money. But for me, that works. And that's who I am. And that's, I guess, what the episode is about is just you guys finding what you want to do and and who you are and why you want to do it. And the key is doing what makes you the happiest. Not necessarily the most money, because oftentimes that becomes the carrot that a lot of people chase. Um, And maybe it is for the money and maybe it's not. But If you love all of or most of the aspects of what you do and you do it long enough and you dedicate yourself to it, I think the money's going to come in and I think it's going to come in a big way. But the key is you got to live the life that makes you the happiest, not the life that looks good on the Instagram, not the life that looks good on Facebook. Not the bullshit life that you tell people that you live. Like, you got to live the real fucking life that makes you happy, man. For you. Not anybody else. Don't get a degree. Don't get a job just to tell somebody your job title and think that it fake impresses them for 20 seconds. Because no one really gives a shit. And in 100 years, no one will remember it anyway. But you need to do what makes you the happiest. Not for social media. Not to impress other people. Those things are stupid and they're empty. And in the long run, you're going to regret it. And you'll regret not taking a chance and trying something that maybe could have turned out to be the most amazing thing you ever did in your life. And so for all of you out there who visit and use a small business like mine or in your community, remember that, you know, Most of us die to do this, and we're all just normal people with hectic lives and the the same bullshit stresses and and, and things that go on in your life happen in our life. And even those of us who are psychopaths deep down, like myself, we're still just humans. So be kind and be patient and and support your small businesses and, and hopefully... You know, more of us will stick around than not. And uh, 
to all my small business owners out there, just know I love you guys and I'll always have your back. And, and if we at Jeremy Scott Fitness can support anything you do, um, please let us know. And for anybody out there who has just recently took took the jump and and wants to take the leap and, and start something on their own, or maybe you've been in it for a while, um, remember, if you don't quit, you'll always have a chance to win. If you don't quit, you will always have a chance to win, especially if you love what you do. And the joy really is in the journey. And it's in the community and it's in the building and it's in the process. It's not just in the destination. Because like I mentioned before, there is no end game. There is no destination. It all is a fucking journey, man. And you got to appreciate, you know, the highs with the lows every step of the way. And the last thing I'll say here, if you're out there and you listen to what we do and, and some of this stuff resonates with you and I'm a knucklehead like everybody else. I've, I've fucked up so many things in this business and done so many things wrong. Um, it's laughable. And I have a podcast I'll do where I share my biggest fuck ups. I also have one where I can share the, um, the, the funniest roasts I've got on, um, on social media. Cause I've been putting a folder together for a couple of years of, of the funniest things people have said about me and then what the, basically they're like mean tweets, but they're like mean men's health comments or mean YouTube comments or mean Instagram comments. It's pretty fucking hilarious when I look back on them. Uh, but that's for a different podcast altogether. My point is, is if you look at, you know, a knucklehead like me who had no business background, you know, I'm not this, you know, intellectual fucking genius by any means. I, uh, I'm just someone who will work their fucking ass off to make something happen. Don't look at the things that, that we have here. Don't look at, you know, the amount of money that we've been able to generate. Don't look at the amount of uh, podcast and, and social media following. And, and don't look at, you know, how we've been able to buy some of these assets. Don't look at the, the shiny stuff that I guess we share. Look at how. Look at how I got from being a, a dipshit idiot with no clients, no money, and no resources to here. Don't look at the things. Look at the process to get there. Just waking up early, staying up late, dedicating yourself to your craft, surround yourself with amazing people, listen, read, and try things and put yourself out there and make yourself the linchpin, make yourself the commodity. So it's, again, I think a lot of times we look at athletes, we look at uh, musicians or actors or, you know, uh, people who are, are great with finances, billionaires, right? And we go, well, man, I, I want all those things. How do I get to that? It's like, Stop looking at the things. Start looking at what they did, the process to transform along the way. And those steps cannot be skipped. And you have to understand that too. You are not uniquely special to where you could skip all the same steps everybody else did. And again, if you guys are looking to do something different with your life, these are just some brutal truths along the way. Hopefully I didn't talk anybody out of entrepreneurship because I love it. It's amazing. It's changed my life. It's changed the framework of how I look at the world, how I see the world, how I see opportunities. I don't feel limited in terms of income. I don't feel limited in terms of reach or success or partnerships or what I can do. My brain used to just think of I had to do one job and one task and that's it. Now I think I could get into I don't want to say multiple things because I'm not that smart, but there's certain things I can, you know, if this is, if, if Jeremy Scott fitness is my main river, 
there's little tributaries that we can do off of that, that all tie into my passions and the things that I am naturally good at. And if I wasn't in the world of being my own boss and entrepreneurship, I don't think that would be the case. So I do think it can open up your mind in a way that currently isn't open. And again, if there's if you're working a job right now that you hate, I think your life is too short to just spend it doing that. I'm not saying just go out and quit. However, take the time, be thoughtful, look at if there is other things you would want to do, maybe in addition to that. Maybe you never quit your corporate job and you love it and it, and it provides you an amazing lifestyle. And I think that's fucking awesome because being your own boss isn't for everybody. Most people will be better off being the number 28th person at a business than the number one person in their own. However, if there's other passions and things that you like that you, you do want to pursue that could eventually earn you income and revenue, that could be a great addition to your main job. And one day it overtakes it, but maybe it never does. But I would urge you to give it a try and give it a chance. And if the time's going to go by anyway, so you might as well spend it working and doing things that you're passionate about and you give a shit about. And what I found is the things that you care about and you give a fuck about, you'll work a lot harder for than the things that you know, just give you a paycheck and just kind of check a couple of the boxes. So take that with you guys. Hopefully this helped some of you, uh, not, not talk you out of doing it, but just share a transparent, uh, crystal clear picture. And if nothing else is for all my business owners out there, um, just know, man, uh, I respect the hell out of you guys. We're all kind of in the same boat. We all have the same, you know, same highs and lows, man. Um, Stay a day like anything else, but I love it. And you guys are part of a special, you know, community in my heart. So I appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing. Everybody else listening, if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, drop it a five star, leave a comment. I would appreciate it. If you're on Spotify, drop us a five star there as well. Uh, if you want to check out the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, we'll give you a week for free. Work out with me, train with me, hang out with me, talk with me. And if you want free samples of Athletic Greens or Beam, those are there for the taking as well. And all of our other podcast sponsors are in the show notes. I'm happy to add you guys to the newsletter if you want to be on there. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys as well. We have about 1,600 videos on YouTube, all 100% for free. So subscribe, and you guys get access to those as well. So thank you, guys. I'll be on next Friday, and that will be a face melter of a podcast, most definitely. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.